let's see. We've got another question here. This one from Evelyn. Uh, what accents can you do? Especially Anaru, but all uh, all answers from all hosts are welcome. I don't even think of a lot of the voices I do as accents. I just pick a person I know or have heard before, and I try to do my version of that. Because, um, like, technically speaking, you could say what most, like, you know, any various different British accents, Indian accent. I do a terrible Australian accent. Whatever Boston thing that isn't a Boston thing, but is a Boston thing, but isn't a Boston thing. New York, Southern, Surf. Like, it's not really like this is an Indian accent. This is like my uncle's accent, or this is my cousin's accent, or this is um, Benedict Cumberbatch's accent, or this is you know something something like that. It's like that and then modified in a way. So yeah, um, no, your your approach to accents is definitely more impression based than like linguistics based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, oh. I, I don't have a great accent range. Um, I, I don't, me and Otter would have answered this question before. Uh, the short answer for me is, uh, I could do an Aussie accent because I can't do a British accent and that's it. I don't know if I have like actual names for any accent that I, that I would have. I don't think I could pinpoint it, but, uh, randomly changing the way that I like, speak in a way is just a big big vocal stim for me so i'll do it without mm-hmm. even realizing uh just in <laughs> random things so you might just hear <laughs> hear it change every now and then uh but i don't know i mostly don't realize it and if i do realize it then i tend to stop but yeah. i also like it... i i very easily like mimic speech patterns i don't mm-hmm. exact. i think uh i think it's an adhd thing but like if i'm talking well... to somebody long enough i'll start like like following their kind of cadence a bit no i i kind of do a similar thing i chalk it up more to like code switching than anything because the way that i code switch tends to be very much like i will kind of mirror more than like it's not like i have one voice other voice that i'll switch between it's more of like i'll just kind of mirror what's there yep yep makes sense yeah so so accents i have a lot of impressions that those impressions have different accents but uh i don't know it's it's a lot of stuff it's a lot for me i i told i've told daisy i think i've told you this at least three or four times but i swear you would be able to do like the english pegasus voice (laughs) so well because your natural voice is remarkably close to that Um, kai boy you wouldn't want to be sent to the shadow realm (laughs) oh yugi i have your grandpa um it's it's yep it's it, i feel like yeah it's, yeah. it's right there already. yeah uh, there's, there's no notes either of us could give you a voice code could <laughs> maybe give you one or two but even then it's i don't know all right um i'm gonna all right so going forward because i have realized we've answered a lot of like non arc six <laughs> questions um i'm gonna try to switch back and forth between the two at least so at least we have a nice diversity of actual answering questions related to the show and us questions um this I'm just going to go down because this is all just going to relate to another thing after another thing. Um, we're going to talk about the dancer for the next like 10 to 15 minutes, maybe, um, because we got a lot of dancer related questions. So um, if you've submitted a question about the dancer, you're probably going to get an answer right now because there's a bunch of them. So I'm going to start this off with Intellion Spy having a few questions about this, about the dancer that uh, we'll get to. First one is sort of tangentially related, um, but... Uh, but we'll talk about it. Uh, when you said that the dancer is the only level 100 Pokemon, did I forget the Magikarps that Kyle saw when he got out of jail in Iron Gate that were a part of Red Eye's crew that were level 100 and perfect IVs, EVs, and movesets? The answer is yes. However, I'm retconning it. Those guys were 99, and they refused to go to 100. 
So, but yes, I absolutely forgot about them because uh, it's one of those joke things that whether or not it's canon remains to be seen. But when the dancer moved up to 100, they all had to go down to 99. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the dancer the stole so their experience points. Yep. Um, and so this kind of goes into a whole little dancer mini thing because the dancer uh, was very much, I'm not going to lie, the dancer was the equivalent of clickbait here of like, let me just introduce this one character that I know is going to get people talking. Like Susie, like Manaphy, like, um, oh gosh, like the Piplop. We just throw them in here, let the audience talk, and talk they did. Um, why does the dancer have two abilities? Uh, this, I, did we discuss this in the post-game show? Cause I, feel I don't like, remember. I think we I mentioned that have. the dancer does have two abilities. I don't know if we answered why. Um, I don't know if I gave an explanation to it. If I did, this might sound familiar. Um, and if I didn't, then this may be news to you. Uh, why does the dancer have two abilities? Pokemon in this universe have... So in the Mystery Dungeon... Let's start with that. In the Mystery Dungeon games, uh, especially the earlier ones, the abilities you have are equal to the abilities you could possibly have in those games. In other words, if you're a Pokemon that can have multiple different abilities, then you have all of those abilities in the Mystery Dungeon franchise. Um, I can't think of anything immediately, but suppose you had like... Uh, I don't know, Intimidate and Moxie as two abilities that you could theoretically have in the main series games. In Mystery Dungeon, you would have both. Um, however, that would work out. Uh, so in, in this universe, it's not quite quick, like that. But I quick have question this... to interject before yes. you move on. For the Mystery Dungeon games, did that continue to be the case with the introduction? Because the original Mystery Dungeon games uh, came out before the introduction of hidden abilities, because hidden abilities were Gen 5. So... For the newer I... Mystery Dungeon games, mm -hmm. did they just ignore hidden abilities, or were hidden abilities added to that? I am not sure. Okay. I, I I know this is the case in in the Blue Rescue Team games, Explorers games. I'm not yeah, sure and the, and those are those are Gens three and four. Hidden right, abilities right. didn't exist. It was just Pokemon had either one ability or two abilities. Okay, so Chad is telling me you got changed in the Gen 5, 6 game, so it's just one of three possible in that case. So you could have, maybe not you as the starter, but if you were to recruit someone, they would have A, B, or C, and I guess C would be the hidden. Well, yeah, case. because every Pokemon has main, or every Pokemon has one ability. Most Pokemon have hidden ability, and a good chunk of Pokemon have secondary main ability, mm -hmm. is the way it goes. But okay, yeah. Um... So why does the dancer Anyways, have two abilities? So yes, um, so in this, in in the universe of not a scratch, uh, everybody has one ability, as seen by these two in particular. Right, they have an ability. Hi. Um, one percent of Pokemon have two abilities. One percent of that one percent have three abilities if they can have three abilities. Is there a case, is there is it possible to have four? No. Well, right, in that case, well, okay. unless you're counting things like form changes and stuff, but we're not going to get it. Uh, no, just like as a base mon, then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's primary, secondary, or ability one, ability two, hidden ability are the slots there. So effectively, one percent of the population of the Outcast region have two abilities, and one percent of that one percent have three abilities, which is basically just one Pokemon that I know who they are, but. It'll be, you know, who knows if they're even introduced. Um, so uh, it sounds like Rockruff can have four, which I guess based on... Oh, because of the event Rockruff, maybe? I I'm excluding well, event related. Uh, I guess Rockruff can have four because own tempo, uh, right? Uh, quick, quick, quick little Google. 
Uh, dark red drives in base, secondary, hidden, and then own tempo for dusk. Well, because own tempo rock rough is technically like a, it's it's kind of a different form in a way. Um, own tempo rock rough can't have like you can't switch the ability of an own tempo rock rough, so it's kind of a form thing. Like most rock rough are keen eye or vital spirit, and the hidden ability is steadfast. But right. uh, own tempo rock rough. Just own tempo. Uh, you can't use that ability capsule or patch on it, as far as I'm aware. So I guess Rock Rock Drive, that, that's probably that's the best way to describe it. It's a form without a form, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the dancer, anyway, is part of that one percent that has two abilities, um, which kind of leads into why the dancer is as good as they are. Um, a, a lot of questions about how the dancer got to level one hundred. Um, I have a reason. And it might be plot related. Therefore, I don't know if I want to answer it. There's a chance that we'll talk about it. Um, so uh, that answers a couple of questions. That answers a question that like Eli had. Um, that answers the question Italian Spy had. Anyone else ask about that? Um, yeah, they ask uh, how how was the dancer gaining levels as fast as they were. Uh, in terms of what Kyle was seeing, it wasn't it wasn't them gaining levels at that point. It was just a reflection of like oh. The, the letter itself is updating to the fact that the dancer is so much more powerful than everybody else. Because... <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's like how when you use a, a lar- extra large experience candy, like, it's an instant level up, and the bar just takes a while to reach it, you know? Uh, no, that, you cut that out kind of deal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it, it's like how when you use, like, an extra large experience candy, right? It's an instant change, but the bar is just slowly going and going and going and going and going and going through the levels. Mm-hmm. That kind of deal. Basically, yep, yep, yep. Except this letter has been catching up for years and is still not caught up. Until finally now. Um, all right, another question from uh, Michelle. This is a more of a future-looking question. Does anyone have a specific place they're hoping for their character to reach by the end in terms of character development? Do you have a goal for Kyle or Rose? <laughs> Why are you Daisy, here? Daisy, that was a laugh of yes, and I'm not going to tell you guys. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. It depends on 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 uh, events that happen and and how things go. Because also, I'm kind of just here to play to see what happens. Because thoughts that I had about Rose's personality coming in, I've just been like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna roll with the punches here. So we'll see. We'll see if things come up. We'll see if they don't. Uh, uh, I love this. Um, uh, right, we're gonna we're gonna answer a couple of questions here. Um, you, you think the dancer has a lot of conversation. Let's bring in the elephant in the room. Who exactly is the magician thief? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Who's the magician thief, folks? Are you asking us to, like, give our, our like, our guesses or just, like... Do whatever. I ain't answer this question. This is a you question. <laughs> All right. I, I, I... I know I went through this exercise in a post-game episode, but it's time to bring this beyond the paywall. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, time to pull up the list of fairy-type Pokemon, because it feels very clear. Alright, this is, uh, wee-woo-wee-woo, spoilers. Um, the, the Magician Thief is almost definitely a fairy-type, right? Like, has to be. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this is probably gonna answer about, like, 17 questions on this page. Yeah. So, so then, like for me, the exercise I went through was going through the list of fairy type Pokemon and seeing, you know, who could fit that kind of character, um, like who seems like they could be kind of, like, you know, sinister, shadowy, 
kind of figure, um, which is fully be stereotyping Pokemon, of course, uh, because that's what we do here. Um, and I feel like I ended up kind of landing on like, I mean, there's like some lines where it's like, there's no shot, right? Like this can't be like, this can't be something from the Togepi line. I feel like it's probably not something why from the Clefable line. Uh, why not? It's not a fairy type. Um, <laughs> uh, it could be. It could be. Um, but no, I, I, the other thing we went through before was we were like, oh, maybe something like with the ability Magician. But no fairy types have Magician. Um, like Delphox was an interesting idea at one point. But now that we've learned it's a fairy type, I don't think it's a Delphox. Right? Um... I, my speculation is it's something in the Grimmsnarl line. Is my speculation, but uh, that's pure Glaceon's thoughts as well. Like, and also the thing is, like the list of fairy type Pokemon that aren't legendary, sub legendary, mythical, paradox, ultra beast is like not that big. Like, if you want to list out every line, the Clefable line, the the Togekiss line, the Granbull line, the Florgis line, the Aromatis line, the Slurpuff line. Sylveon itself, uh, Comfey, Alcremie line, Doshbun line, uh, Tinkaton line, um, Wigglytuff line, Alolan Ninetales itself, um, Galarian Rapidash itself, uh, Galarian Weezing itself, uh, the, the Mr. Mime line, although I think Mr. Rhyme is not a fairy. Is Mr. Rhyme a fairy? Mr. Rhyme. I don't think so. I no, it's just no, it's a psychic ice. So it's just like Mr. Mime and Mime Jr. Right? Um, Azumarill line, Gardevoir line, uh, Mawile, uh, Whimsicott line, the Dene, Carbink, Klefki, Primarina, Ribombi, Shinotic, the one Pokemon that I always forget exists, uh, Mimikyu. No, but that's it. That's it. I reached the end of the list. By the that's time it. you were like, wait, I'm going through the whole list. That was the whole list. If you're not counting, you know, legendaries and stuff. So like, there's not yeah. that many. If you asked me my theory around like what, like mechanical Pokemon, I think it is. I'd probably say it'd be like Impotent Grimmsnarl things. But if you asked me what would maybe be most interesting... I think the Magician Thief could be Hoopa. That sounds like Rose talking, not Daisy. Oh, no, no, no. That's me talking. That is, <laughs> no, that is Daisy me, talking. Daisy that's, talking. That's 100% Daisy talking. As, yeah, yeah, 100%. As an interesting point of um, like bringing things in, it could be Hoopa. But also, I think maybe as 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 like a story writer person, but it... it could most likely be somebody that Hoopa like awakened as a recruit because I'm pretty certain the magician thief is a recruit and Hoopa would be the dark type legendary. Um, But that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I I can't quite wrap my head around the magician thieves access to the recruit world although there's been a zoroark there before and it's really weird um and the the other thing too is like if it's a non-fairy type right that brings up a whole lot more questions about the mansion incident right in terms of like well is it like a zoroark that was like in illusion as a fairy type but there was no fairy types around this is and why like, Impidimp would be a good, you know, choice because it's 
very dark. Koopa would be the dark type. Legendary, yeah, 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 yeah. Like awaken it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's um, the one that makes the most sense. Um, but in game, as Rose, Rose's opinion is every time the magician thief comes up, she just gets more confused about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, if we're asking um, Kyle's take on who is the magician thief, Kyle's answer is bad news. But yeah, gotta deal with them. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna go through chat it, here. Just I feel that. like Kyle would summarize the magician thief as like an honest anti. Like I feel like Kyle sees the magician thief as like a very honest antagonist, almost anti-hero, <laughs> but not a proven anti-hero yet. You know, I can see that. I'm gonna go through chat because chat has a bunch of ideas about this. I this was you know one of the things I was looking forward to talking about today. Um, so Pure Glacium thinks it's Grim Snarl or anything from that line. Dark Ride Drive says it's Susie. Um, <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn likes the uh, the Grim Snarl idea. Uh, let's see. Yeah, throw out uh, you know the 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 Arceus guests. Why not? Um, of course. As, uh, Aries Nix uh, says it could be a Whimsicott. Evelyn's also got Clefairy or the Clefairy line as an idea. Uh, Cyborger, a theory either with the ring or it's a legendary. Uh, Eli likes the Mew idea. Um, Aaron Aris Nix says Klefki would be fun, but it's not high on their list. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Dark Ride Drive is with you. When I first heard the MT, I thought for a second it was Hoopa. Um, and then Arisnix asking, does the MT have to be a recruit? Or maybe he just stole the parchment with the portal ruin on it from Adam after Adam left Kyle and Rose at the bakery. So imagine that, just the paper sitting there. I wonder what this is. Whoop. Up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I like the idea of the Magician Thief being... Because both in-game and above-game... I want to believe that the Magician Thief has been truthful because that's how the Magician Thief has presented themselves. And like, they, if if they're being deceitful, they've done a great job of hiding it, which is why I'm inclined to believe they're not deceitful. Which makes me, because I want to believe the Magician Thief, I want to think that they're completely unaffiliated. That they have some other motive unrelated to the ring or the recruits. And it's just like, it's a matter of convenience that, you know, the recruits have a very similar kind of mission right now to whatever the magician thief is trying to do on an individual has the magician thief been good at hiding it to muhammad or good at hiding it to a 10 year old yes because <laughs> <laughs> i think those are different things well i well, mean ooh, that's that's fun now we're talking about the dark hero in chat i mean it, it could be it could be i like I, I think that like i'm very inclined to believe that um, I believe they are the same. Also, based uh, off of the one episode we had talking about them. Yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. We're and and the thing is, I know for a fact I'm not going to get any answers for like time wise. Like I, I'm, pro I don't know if I'll get an answer before the end of the year, and I'm fully prepared for that eventuality. Um, do 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 do. Andrew can neither it's confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I I I can't say one way or the other. Because it really does depend on how Arc 7, you know, drives. <laughs> Wait, par partly because we haven't laid out production plans for Arc 7 yet. <laughs> that also would matter. Um, let's see. Uh, so who exactly is the Magician Thief? What can you tell us about the Magician Thief? Not much. They, it's what you know in the show. Uh, what song do you think thinks fits best? Uh, what song do you think best fits the Magician Thief? I'm assuming this is outside of the song I made, which isn't really a song so much as chaotic notes. A theme. For four and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah the theme. Um uh intelligent spice uh, suggests the gladion music which would be very fun i'm not gonna lie, i love that, the that gladion music it's goofy as heck 
that would very much fit the goofiness that is the magician thief right now. Except I feel like uh, it's not sinister Daisy, enough. Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> okay, but okay, are you thinking more? Yeah, more sinister. S- specifically, um, my connection to the Gladion music is that I used it when I was doing a Pokemon thing to be the music, the battle music for like the incompetent uh, grunts of a team called the Fight Club. <laughs> Sinister Pokemon if, if, music. If, if we the sinister music to me is like Cyrus's theme. That's that's yeah. my that's my evil team. Or that's my um that's my Hoopa music. Cyrus's theme because it's so good. Um, I'm trying to go through the then, Scarlet Violet music decks right now because Scarlet Violet a lot true. of the music bangs. Um, right, right. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, by the way, Eli um, asks this is the final Magician Thief question. Since Rose would have seen the Magician Thief leave the Dream World, what is their Dream World exit animation thing? Um, oh dang. Do you have one? Because Do I have one. Uh, you have an idea. I have an answer. I'm curious if well, it's the same answer that I have. So, I can I can make something up, or I can think of something. But I have a thought. The question, the question I would have would kind of depend on the importance of the magician thief being a recruit, because the at least in my understanding of exit dream world things it's related to who you saw or like something about your mm. recruit mm. thing or at least in rose's case with like the musical staff meloetta stuff um so assuming that the magician thief is the dark type um recruit something in terms of eveltal because i think that's who the dark type recruit is on the door right i think that's, that sounds right yeah yeah uh which in the last well, but Q&A, we referred to as Lord Bacon. If <laughs> <laughs> Eveltal, to be to be clear, Eveltal's code name, not right. the legendary that the Dark type recruit saw. So, if the one they saw, presuming my theory of Hoopa being the one who awakened them, um, it would probably just be like, I think I, I would imagine it is like three interlocking gold rings that like are in one but then they all go out in like like tri-point direction and when and that that like disappears the 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 magician thief in the middle so like as that center overlapping venn diagram part gets smaller they they disappear but that's presuming a lot that is presuming a lot (laughs) that would Um, that would be my headcanon if hoopa was related right my my Um, thought about the magician thief leaving dreams is like because We've established that, like, you know, the, most Pokemon in, like, you know, entering, exiting dreams, right? If it's dream world stuff, like, they have a fun little sequence or, like, they'll fade in or out. I, I feel I, I feel like the Magician Thief has no animation. It's just gone. Like, 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 you would see, like, like, it, like, you would see, like, a little cartoonish, like, or you won't even see it, but, like, it would be a moment where you would have, like, cartoonish blinking outline of just, like, hold on, what, 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 huh? They're just gone. Uh, so technically speaking. So technically speaking. No, not even. But not even anything visual. It's just you're staring at the magician thief. You're staring at the magician thief. You don't even blink, and then they're just not there. And it's just like, huh? So, so to technically speaking, there is a correct answer. You've seen it, so I'll tell you what it is. It is that. It is basically a jump cut. <laughs> it's just he's you know the, the magician thief is there one moment and gone the next. Because um, the way that I keep describing it is effectively them snapping their fingers, um, and poof, they're gone instantaneous like that so whether or not that's an animation 
like how everybody else has their bubbles and all that, or if it's just them disappearing. I leave that up to future me to establish when playing through the game. Um, if it is an animation, that's the animation. If it's not an animation, that's how you get out. And so, question mark, question mark, theory, theory, question, you know, etc. Um, Eli, uh, I'm going to go through the chat because now the, the Magician Thief has caused more discussion than the pizza content earlier. Um, I, I'm still not sold. We've gotten their me. attention! Let's go! Uh, I'm not sold on the Magician Thief even being sinister or evil. Um, uh, Aaron Snix says, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Aaron because I keep saying it wrong. Um, uh, I think the Magician Thief is part of a third party and not a member of the Ringer recruits. That sounds like what Kyle slash Muhammad is thinking. Um, well, I, I don't even think they're a member of anything. I think they're just completely independent, completely rogue agent. Uh, th yeah, that's fair. Um, there's discussion about whether or not Rose has met the Magician Thief prior to Magician Thief being the Magician Thief, which uh, technically, yeah, it's the officer that met Rose to talk about the Magician Thief, not um, not the actual Magician Thief itself. Now there's theories that the officer that talked, what was it, a Rhydon or a Rhyperior or something? Uh, now there's thoughts that that officer is the Magician Thief. Um there's uh where was it there's discussion that rotom is the magician thief that's fun a true uh, master of disguise yeah yeah um why couldn't rose have mega evolved to take the pixie plate um we uh i need a mega stone yeah we need the no mega swords. stone rose doesn't have a rose doesn't yeah, have a mega stone with them yeah there's no way well at that point there was no way to make rose mega evolve mm -hmm. if that was the solution we would have done it <laughs> also it would have been we would have shown it for sure yeah no i just i just take over rose because because that's what you know all of my players love is when i take over their characters and act for oh them. of course yeah yeah uh so i took over rose mega evolved and then uh made you forget that memory Ooh, <laughs> and then they just gave her back to daisy like nothing happened like hey here's your character nothing happened here totally see totally uh, fine totally normal nothing's changed why is my character sheet all covered in syrup <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's nothing. Um, Don't worry about the little coffee stains in the corner and the little powdered yeah, sugar over yeah. there. It's fine. Um, but no, I I think the only time I would take control of a character is if I explicitly ask you like, hey, do I do you mind if I take over your character? Um, thanks. <laughs> like, Rose, do you mind if I take your character and do something with it? And I feel like Daisy would be like, mm, what are you gonna do? Um, I also I also feel like there is almost no scenario where that that would lead to you asking that question like you have nudged us in directions without doing that and i feel like for for you to be in a position where you would have to do that like everything will have had to fall apart and i can't see us getting there yeah yeah um that would be hilarious if just Daisy, you control Rose when they're Rose, but when they Omega evolve, I control it. <laughs> it, becomes whole, it becomes this whole like, oh snap! That's a, that's a very interesting idea. Uh, when Rose Mega evolves, they turn into the Magician Thief. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plot twist of the century. It's like it's been Rose this whole time. Um, to be okay, fair, um, I didn't count Mega Audino and Mega Altaria in my uh, in my count of fairy types, so who knows. Uh, so that is all of the Magician Thief conversation that, at least question-wise, we've got here. Um, okay. You know what I'm going to do? Because we've been going for a while. We've got a lot of questions still. Um, I'm just going to go person by person. So forget order. We're going we're going chaos here. So um, I'm answering a bunch of questions. I've got them ordered by person. So we're just going to go down the list here. Um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So a bunch of Discord questions. Uh, 
we're gonna call the next half an hour ish maybe depending on not even half an hour depending on how quickly we get through things uh we're just gonna call this uh next segment uh evelyn because evelyn has asked the following questions so uh let's get started next one um i apologize if any of the answers are short they might have to be but uh let's go through it um is there public transit within the cities of the Alcast region? Uh, no, because that'll make things too easy for them. We've established that some cities are big enough to have transit. We just haven't seen it. Yeah, buses don't most exist. Of, well, but most of the cities aren't like most of the cities and towns we've been in aren't even big enough for that anyways. Right. Yeah, that's the big thing there. Um, do you ever plan to promote the podcast on r slash mystery dungeon? Uh, I should. The fact that I haven't shows my lack of skills in social media. Um, though, if you guys want to cough cough wink wink i'm not going to be opposed to that be like hey i found this brand new show that is totally brand new even though it's existed for three years this Um, brand new show that's four years old yeah i think i think we all may be social media inept i don't know about muhammad but i am too i don't understand how to to social media i i I wouldn't call myself social media inept because that would imply that i have tried (laughs) like i just i've just never i've just never really bothered yeah it looks like an ad break might be coming up. So yep, Verizon wireless jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, I'm going to use this time then to answer some of the the uh, the us questions as opposed to the not a scratch questions. Uh, you know, I don't forget the wheel, man. Victini, you've had the V wheel for a while. We'll give you that. <laughs> we found Otterroot's breaking point with the wheel. Uh, all right. Now so that the wheel more... isn't just an excuse for Otterroot to say what he wants to say, <laughs> and the wheel's actually RNG. The wheel is legit, legit, uh, legit. Um, let's see, what's a random question here? Um, if there was a not a scratch anime, who would voice everybody's voice? Um, actual be... VAs, uh, and Honorud, and Daisy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, us. It'd be us, unless it's us. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know actual VAs, so I don't... instead of the VA, if you have a character in mind, that would be a. A character in mind. What do you mean? Well, I, they, yeah, oh, again, I see. I see. Like, no, like, again, like I don't. I, yeah, yeah, like I, I don't really have. Uh, I don't have anything that comes to mind for Kyle. But I, I know that if there was some sort of animated production of this, which could literally never happen, um, I, I, it would be. It would be a shame if I was the one voice of Kyle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a twist. It's actually all the Pokemon VAs who just say the Pokemon names. Yeah, you're just going to hear, you know, six plus seasons of Pika Pika. And it's the, the transcripts as, as subs for it. Yep. Um, all right, we've answered uh, that question. Yeah, I don't know. My only, my only poll then would probably be the voice actor who voices... Uh, chopper from one piece because there's also another pokemon oh, connection yes. uh she's also the person who voices pikachu um okay uh so uh real quick to just go over because of the ad break there uh, evelyn's question public transportation no but most cities are small enough that you can walk around it uh do you plan to promote the podcast in our slash mystery dungeon no because we don't know how social media works but if you guys want to thumbs up pat on the back would greatly appreciate it um is there a distinction between legendary and mythical Pokemon? We sort of answered this in the Discord, but I'll answer it here. In this universe, no. They're all in the same box of stuff. This includes like Ultra Beasts and the the the, the newer ones. This does not include you, you, Paradox you Mons, you, unless the Paradox Mon is a a paradox of uh, existing legend, right? Is that Wait. how it works? I don't know. Wait, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. How do you want to establish that? Because 
there are paradox forms of legendary Pokemon. Six of them specifically. Um, the paradox mons are t- uh, TBD. Everybody else's. <laughs> okay. Um, due to the nature of the fact that uh, we got to get through all these questions, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna TBD the paradox mons. Everything else kind of fits to what we said in the past. Why don't the dungeons have names like in the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It's usually because the dungeons show up at random points, and so we could name them. I think I've named one. I think I named the very first one, the like training forest thing, and I don't remember what name I gave. It, it, your guess is as good as mine. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, it's just the the location there. Um, but it could be interesting. We could name the dungeon. The, the only issue is that even in the mystery dungeon games, the dungeons are mystery dungeons, but they're still like designated locations. Like that is Tiny Beach, yeah. Tiny Beach, Tiny Woods. That is uh, Thunder Thunderwave Cave. That is Mount Steel, etc. Um, Shady Forest. Thank you, Evelyn. That is the name of the the introductory place. Hmm. Uh, we could name them, but I, I sort of just make up the mystery dungeons whenever they show up. So, um, how has your experience using Twitter slash X to promote your content changed over the past time? Do you get less engagement than you used to? What platforms do you use? This kind of builds into the previous thing. Um, I have a great. It's great in terms of mental health. It's not great in terms of like growing the podcast. I have a great ability to forget that social media exists a lot, like all the time. So, um, I do get less engagement. That's also because I genuinely just not logged into Twitter for a long time. Engagement goes down when you disengage? A crazy thought. It's kind of funny. Um, But uh, I I should, for the sake of the show, get back to using the socials, like Thread, Twitter. I have an Instagram page for the show, but I don't, because it's hard to find posts for a podcast. Um, We have Discord. That's the biggest thing, really. Um, And other items like that. And we've talked about, like, I think we had a brief discussion about a Reddit, but um, I don't know. Hey, guys, as, as social media illiterate folks like me, What's the what's the opinion on having more social medias? <laughs> I don't know. I also uh, prioritize mental health by not going on Twitter. <laughs> but right, it's, it's it's finding that balance right there. Yeah, I, I just my I don't social know. Like, media custom shit is like just YouTube. So yeah, I've tried to do the Twitter game before too, and it's just it's tiring, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, very interesting. I like the Discord community. Yes, Discord is fun, especially us. Um, we got, we got. If Discord counts as social media, then I guess that's my outlet. But right, right. Um, is there a hard and fast rule that NPCs and not a scratch can't have first and last names, or is it that you guys don't bother to give them full names? It's a good question. I think now that we've established it, I think it's a rule that we're sticking to. In the past, it was kind of just the you know, oh, let's just give them one name, default that, and go. Right, because yeah. I think it was a genuine like. It, wait, it, we it, it, it was kind of a. It was more of a convention that we followed early on, and then at some point, once it got pointed out, it was like, okay, this is I'm, kind of a rule that we can follow. I'm pretty sure it got pointed out specifically when I was joining because I gave my character a last name. I that think, makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was pointed out before then, that, but I can't I think, think of a time before that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the time that I remember, I think it was in Arc Five where Honoru was saying something about that. Because we were just, well, it was whenever we were talking about putting Rose together, whenever you were recording those episodes, I think. And you were just like, well, did you know? Yeah. Uh, let's know. see. I've Those questions have been answered. Um, ooh, this is fun. I can't, I'm going to taunt you here. Uh, Evelyn asked, uh, how would Monster Houses work in the Not a Scratch system? Huh? Uh, did, do you know what Monster Houses are, Daisy? I know Muhammad does. I do not know. I, okay. I know. Um, Other than the movie? <laughs> Uh, maybe, uh, you would have experienced it, at least when we played through Blue Rescue Team, but I don't know if you would know it now. So 
Uh, monster outlets are effectively, because of Mystery Dungeons being Mystery Dungeons, at any point in time, if you walk into a room, um, a monster house would generate, which is Pokemon effectively fall from the ceiling and you have a bunch of them show up. Oh, those! Okay. Yes. Oh. Um, so how would that work in this system? They would walk into a room and there would be a bunch of enemies that appear out of nowhere and start chasing them down. Um, they we walk into a clearing and we get jumped. <laughs> basically. Um, whether uh, whether or not it would happen, I it's a good point. I should probably have a monster house show up at some point. <laughs> I don't know how it would work logistically, but it would be funny because it would because it is effectively a like a two on twelve, right? And the line of you finding ways to get Rose to fight. Yeah, I just kind of for this is how I force Rose to fight. It's this like, would be the this, most you... effective way to get Rose to actually engage in in fights. Right. It's like Rose, you fight, or you will go back to the beginning. Um, so what would Monty have? I, I think because the way that I've done it in the past if they land on a tile a monster shows up effectively so they would have to land on a specific tile that is labeled monster house um, which wouldn't or be hard to do or we'd have to go back to like one of like because you used to you know generate like whole big maps and we haven't right, done right. those in a while it would have to be like one of those big old dungeons and you just designate like one tile entering a room being you know alright die button right right um let's see um let's do, do, do. i'm gonna go through uh let's see if we've got a couple more questions from evelyn then we'll go through chat um is the name alcast taken from somewhere i so the name alcast i believe is in another game franchise i i didn't know about it beforehand but i, I know that's a thing i can't remember which franchise it is but i i've heard i've heard the name alcast somewhere else alcast the name itself comes from the word alchemy so it's the word, it's just the first few letters of that. And then the AS at the end is just effectively like, how do I do the, like the Kanto, Johto, where it's syllables like that. Alcas is, I just thought AS would fit there. Um, that's where the name comes from. I don't know if I've said that before, but that's that's where the name comes from. It comes from the word Alcas. I've heard that. Good um, and, and so in part, because each of the eight different states are just various different elements. It's not the main alchemy elements, because I don't think light and darkness are uh, a couple of those, but... Um, that's where the name comes from. Um, what units of measurement does the Alcast region have? This is a good question that if I was smart, I would have established. For now, it's just kind of units and stuff. Um, they have units. What what units yeah, and uh, measurements does the Alcast region have? Units. Units. Everything's in we, units. Uh, we measure things in units, and we measure time in hours, minutes, seconds, days, months, years. Yes, that's it. And we also um, measure time in units. <laughs> time is also in units, yes. Everything is in units. Uh, in, in reality... I think, man, does it have to be the the, the, the imperial system? Because I know what that is. No, it's metric. F it. Yeah, <laughs> we're metric Thank here. Um, Thank you. Because I we I, say I, as three Americans celebrating metric system. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I truly hate the imperial system of measurements. I it doesn't hate make imperial. sense. Ah, yes, yes. I I too I hate imperial. Isn't that the whole point of um? Isn't that the whole point of America? You know, no, no, no imperial. No, they're very, we... very, very what? imperial. Well, okay, yes, Tigan, but like, is from to the end. Yeah, yes, yes, imperial, but not that imperial. And the imperial that we use gets its name from that imperial, which is the imperial we don't like. But now we're that imperial anyways, and now it's all confusing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is a great segue to the next question. Uh. And Evelyn's final question that we've got listed here. Is there a formal aristocracy, either current or former nobles, in the Alcas region? Yes, there is. Are we going to meet them? Probably not. 
Uh, I'll tell you right now, all of them, most ni- 90 plus percent of them are in the Ice World area. Well, oh, we had our chance. Yeah, uh, most of them are Ice World area, uh, which I don't know if we're going back there, but not right now. Tangentially uh, related question. The Mousehold family is not that. Are they old money or new money? The Mousehold They are t- newer money. Okay. They're, they're business folks that worked, so... They're, they're new money. I, they're new money. They're, 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 in the grand scheme of things, they're new money, yeah. Yeah. They're philanthropists for the sake of being philanthropists? They're philanthropists because uh, I want to be an idealistic capitalist. <laughs> Ooh. I want to dream, man. Yikes. I want to believe we've, in my, we, my studies. <laughs> we've, we've had this debate before. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, uh, let's go through chat here. Uh, as Evelyn, thank you very much for all of your questions. Um, let's see here. What's happening here? Q and A. Uh, question for all of us: Least favorite Pokemon? Do you have one in mind? Mine used to be Skunk Tank, and then I used it in in um, in our in Sword our and Shield, Link. yeah, yeah Soul Link, and uh, it's no longer my least favorite. I don't know what my least favorite is now, though. I don't know. Ugly, I think, just because I have flashbacks to Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. <laughs> you know, I'm think I'm very quickly shuffling through the. What are we on? Thousand and twenty something. We're, we haven't hit thousand and thirty yet, but thousand and twenty something. And uh, I don't know if there's like there's a lot of Pokemon that I just don't have a real opinion on. Yeah. But I don't know if there's many Pokemon I actively dislike, unless someone could come up with an example. Well, that's but what I was like, trying to think. It's not it's not Pokemon we hate. I guess there's Pokemon who are least. Well, favorite. no, at least no least favorite. But like, at least favorite is like like probably like a 500 way tie between the pokemon that yeah. i don't particularly care for and the pokemon that i just forget exist um i would say i don't contemplate stunfisk often <laughs> but it's interesting i feel like that's a lot of the yeah i think it's it's not necessarily like i dislike this pokemon it's more of i dislike the fact that somebody in the game used it against me yeah like i don't dislike perugly I just dislike Mars as Perugly. Um, <laughs> no, I figured uh, that's where your dislike of Perugly and Skuntank came from. Yeah. Team Galactic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Like, that's it. What was Saturn's? Um, what was Saturn's strong Pokemon? Did Saturn have Toxicrope. one? Toxicrope. Toxicrope. Eh, okay. That's why. <laughs> um, Bronzong used to be one. And then I found a, sh- uh, like a, a full-odd shiny in my Scarlet Violet playthrough that um, oh my God, ma- right. made it made it just like, all right, you're great now. <laughs> What Pokemon do I not particularly care for? Um, while you think about that, was a Monstrats mentioned when uh, you found the riddles? So, I pot- potentially, if I'm not mistaken, I think Adam by himself found the riddles, but I I might be wrong there. Um, and then we got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, yes, Nightbot is a bot that's uh, that's controlled by me. This is one of the few bots I allow. Um, you got one, Mohammed? A Pokemon in mind that uh, I, is like I really can't think of one. I don't I don't know if there are any suggestions in the chat, but probably I don't know. Uh, we got a Magmar dislike, which design wise, I, I don't think it's the best. But I no, I can understand why some people are uncomfy with Magmar. I don't hate it. I've I've heard people don't like Magmar because it's got a butt for a forehead. Yeah, but, yeah. And, so and that's... It's like, and I don't really <laughs> notice it that much. Like it, to me, it's not a very prominent feature. That's like why I made eyes. a regional variant of Magmar that's a surfer, and it's got just some cool goggles over there. Nice. <laughs> Instead. Um, 
that question's been answered. Uh, all right. Uh, so th those are we've caught up with uh, with chat. We got J oh, Jinx's design wise very much not a Jinx ag not again. A it's it's one where it's like okay, I'm slightly uncomfy, but I can appreciate that you got me there. You know, Mr. Rhyme, Mr. Rhyme, Mr. Rhyme. <laughs> I Mr. Like Rhyme. Mr. I like Mr. Rhyme. <laughs> Mr. Rhyme scares me. <laughs> I'm afraid of Mr. Rhyme. Nah, Mr. Rhyme's just a dude. He's chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Let's start right. this Pokemon battle. Let's go. Jim. <laughs> Yo, dude, I don't want to do this. I'm just a guy. Uh... We work together. Please, <laughs> um, nah, Mr. Rhymes. Mr. Rhymes, the homie. I love him. <laughs> All right. Uh, so caught up on chat for now. Uh, Evelyn, thank you for the questions. Pure Glaceon, thank you for the questions. I think we've answered all of yours at some point earlier on. Uh, Mochi's got one. Um, this is a very interesting question. I don't think we'll get to everybody's. Um, but Mochi does ask, "What is every recruits of the Lost favorite food and their favorite type of cake?" So uh, we'll instead of everybody's because I can't think of everybody's at once. Um, What's Rose's and, and Kyle's favorite food or cake or something along those lines? We'll, we'll answer food. one part of it. That's, huh. We haven't really established food much in this universe beyond yeah. just apple go burr. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like, I feel like Kyle, like, enjoys trail mix, but not in the way that, like, you know, we all, like, enjoy trail mix. No, Kyle's like, this is, like, my favorite, most delicious ingredients all put in one. You know? Oh, I, feel, I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like that's a Kyle thing. I... There, I mean, everyone's vegetarian in here, so I don't know what vegetarian version of chicken and waffles is, but that's probably Rose. <laughs> Mostly just because that's, like, my favorite breakfast. <laughs> I've had chicken and waffles in a minute. Oh, my God. And I can't rank much other foods because most foods trump breakfast foods, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, everyone asked tofu foods. waffles. That could be. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? Uh, in the in Pokemon Sleep, and I think a few other things, they they do like the um, what's it like bean sausage sort of thing? That's one mm. of the ingredients yeah. you can get. Um, yeah. so I guess something like that. Yeah. Um, and then favorite cake? I don't know. Does Kyle have a sweet tooth? I mean, you just said you like trail mix, so trail mix typically has a sweet item in it, right? Well, but it's more salty than sweet. That's true. Um, um. And like this is like we're not like I enjoy a sweet trail mix, right? Like I like I enjoy a trail mix that is seventy percent M and M, but <laughs> like that's not like Kyle's like uh no like just straight up like different kinds of nuts, maybe some fruits in there. Like that's a, that's that's Kyle's jam. Mm -hmm. um, does Kyle have much of a sweet? Because I have a huge sweet tooth, but I don't know if Kyle does. Uh, all right, let's uh, thank you, uh, Mochi, for the question. Michelle's got a couple. Um, so let's let's go to there, uh, Michelle. Uh, if the three of you had to swap roles for a session, who roles whose role would you want and why? So, you can't be your specific person. You can be for you two. You can be the DM or the other player. <laughs> Which one would you rather be? Um, I mean, I would probably say I'll 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 take DM if Kyle's particularly afraid of it, just because I have the experience. But well, I I think this. I would say trade it more as like just whatever your preference is. Like we don't have to yeah, agree yeah. on a new rotation here. It's just out of the two, which would you prefer? Hmm. I don't know. I could take a I could take a swing at being the DM, but I don't have all the plans in line. Contrary to what I may 
explain <laughs> is happening. I'm just here for the ride. Mm-hmm. But we can See, do some me, fun stuff. For me, both what what both Daisy and Otterud bring is stuff that's like way over my head, right? Uh, but like if I had to pick one, uh, I I could fumble less as a more story driven player than as the as the GM of the game. <laughs> so that's my answer. Um I I, I, I could I, I could turn my I could be more willing and less hesitant to just turn my gamer brain off and just dive headfirst into character and story chaos. Right, right. I think I think between the two players, I think the type of player that I am fits the Rose character more than Kyle's. Maybe I, I haven't been a player often enough to really know this, but I feel like I'm more of a story person playing wise than uh, than uh, than the the mid maxer. I think I, I'm not no, quite a mid maxer. But... No, I, I I can tell you that your play style is definitely much closer to Daisy's than mine. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Bonus episode. LGM, you'll both play story roles and we'll mess some things up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rose's DM, and we got two Audinos just running stuff. Um, uh, Michelle also asked, "Do you have any favorite memories related to Pokemon that you're comfortable sharing? So, any any Pokemon related memory that isn't this show, I, I, I would think. I mean, it can be this show, but uh, that isn't the show that you that you got just like, ooh, that's a good moment from this oh, point in time. Let's see. I don't I don't have anything from my childhood that like really stands out, and like I had like a huge break from Pokemon from." after gen 4 until like basically like towards like the tail end of gen 8 really um so like i can't think of any like big like childhood memories um in terms of like a more recent memory for me like uh when the ladder first came the in-game ladder was finally came out for scarlet and violet and like i was actually having like i was having fun with like team building and competitive and i made a team that like actually worked it was like oh this is so satisfying um but again that's the gamer brain in me that's like the enjoyment i get out of pokemon mostly now most um most memories i would have would probably have to surface by playing through the game or listening to very specific moments of a different podcast because i listen to things as i play and listening to that just reminds me of stuff that i have uh but I think like two memories that are coming up right now is um, specifically the first time I played Diamond. I was borrowing it from a friend and I was planning on giving it back so I couldn't delete their save data so I could not save the game. So I left my DS plugged into a wall for I think (laughs) three months. Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) And then after I beat the game, they said I could keep the game, so I had to turn it off, delete their file, and do it all again. Oh, no. Um, and uh, the other one I have is just, like, being really bad at Sapphire and not knowing where anything is. So having to go to my neighbor and, like, sit out on their porch with my freaking Game Boy SP that I was borrowing from my sibling. <laughs> And like 
asking asking this this friend like where do you go you're older than me you know how to do things and they were just like all right we gotta know what's up you gotta get to the safari zone that's where you can get pincer and tauros and we gotta get them i was like all right cool (laughs) i'm gonna name my pincer spencer and then i'm gonna name kyogre floaty floaty (laughs) those those names both fit so (laughs) incredibly oh my god Oh, that's Spencer great. the Pincer. <laughs> Spencer the Pincer just works. Oh, yeah. floaty. Um. Oh man, what's a good Pokemon memory for me? A lot. Of, part of the reason I, I talk about this a lot. One of the reasons I have the YouTube channel is just so that it's effectively a, a diary memory vault of games, so that I can answer this question. Um. Um. What's a good memory? Uh. Ooh. Um. My first time beating Platinum. Was it my first time beating platinum? It might not have been my first time, but one of my first times eating platinum. Um, I, 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 with a friend's uh, DS, traded over so I had all three starters to start off with. <laughs> and so I had the I had the team of, um, what would it be? Empoleon, Infernape, Torterra, uh, Staraptor, Graveler, Luxray. That feels like the Sinnoh team right there. Um, and I beat the game with that. And I just remember that being so fun because I'm like, oh, I got all three starters. Uh, and having to like navigate the the you know, when you trade how they get experience faster. Mm. Oh um, yeah, I had to bounce that out. Um, if not that, a lot of my memories have been relatively recent, like playing through Sword and Shield with Muhammad for the first time. That was uh, a joy because I was able to go through the story while still having someone vaguely point me in the right direction. Um, you finding that shiny stuffle, I will never forget how incensed I was in that. That moment. was the the shiny stuffle moment was good. There was another shiny. Oh, I can't remember what it was. There's another shiny later in the game, right? We found shiny gnomes in as we were grinding because there was an event going on where you had. There was uh, oh gosh, there was a. We were in a cave or something like that as we were training. I don't remember what it was. It was oh, was there like a fighting type? There was a second one that I found. Oh, there was. was. There was. What was it? Um, because we were in which gal? I think we were in the second galler mine, right? I think so. We were. That sounds right. Um. Um. God, I can't for the life of me figure it out. Is it somewhere on your shorts? It is a short that I have, so it, I'm honestly going to scroll through that and see if I can find it. Um, um, uh, uh, there you are. Channel shorts. Um, scraggy, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I found a shiny scraggy while we were just wandering around. And I remember your expression, which is effectively like, another one? Yeah, because that was not that long after the the stuffle either. That was yeah. Oh, that was. A good I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm surprised you haven't found more scrollies, shinies in Scarlet and Violet. I found I found the one Bronzong. Um, yeah. Which is wild because I, I remember talking about it afterwards where it's like, oh, I've never gotten a full off shiny. Oh wait, no. It, I went playing through Sword and Shield. I found two. Yup. Well, I, maybe the second one I think might have been increased odds because we were just fighting folks. Um, well, no, no, no. It, that's not increased odds at all. <laughs> That, okay. Those were both full-on shinies in terms of you rolled one in forty ninety-six on both of them, mm. um, which was fun. That's uh, that's a fun little one. Meanwhile, um, so a lot I'm of here with a half box of shinies after over a year of playing Scarlet and Violet. I have half a box, most of which came from increased shiny odd events, <laughs> all of which came after I got the shiny charm. Uh, so uh, yeah, but a lot of them have been recent moments, and I'm hoping the you know what the best my favorite Pokemon memory is the next one. Shout out Bill Belichick, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Think an ad just popped up. BT Dubs. 
Uh, all right, let's do some of the. Did uh, Daisy popped off for a second, right? What? Hi, I'm here. Oh, okay. No, you just said BT dubs. I wasn't sure. If you no, I said I think an ad popped up BT dubs. Okay. Also, um, my cat has entered the chat. Cat's here. You know what? Let's talk about your cat. Your cat's got some questions. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Um, where are they? Uh, so Sword and Buckler has a couple of quad. Uh, actually, a question for each of you, effectively. Um, how much do your cats think they rule the world for both of you? Huh. On a scale of one to, like, on a on a scale of. Actually, uh, Muhammad, I have a scale for you. I have a scale for you. Okay. Specific, it's in the question itself, Muhammad. On a scale of all of this is mine to I rule everything. Bow down before me, peasant. How much do you think your cats rule the world? How or how much do my cats think they rule the world? Right. Right. The the the, the low end of the scale is all of this is mine. The high yeah. end of the scale is I rule everything. Bow before me, peasant. Uh, my cats are honestly uh at like a negative two and an eight on that scale. It's a really interesting dynamic that they have. Hmm. Uh, in order to think that he rules the world, um, Toby would have to <laughs> would have to think. Um, and he has a smooth brain. All thoughts just slide right off. <laughs> He's just a rascal, always causing a ruckus. He does jump up on my counters a lot, though, where he's not allowed. That sounds like a solid three on that skill yeah. to me. Really, it's less of ruling the world and more of just like, hey, uh, I'm going to be where you are, so you have to hold me while you're doing things when I'm awake. Yeah, okay. solid three out of ten. So, there. Solid there's... Three, three out of bow before me, peasant. <laughs> I think right. I think a majority of the actual airtime that we are playing, I have my cat in my arms. Seems pretty accurate there. Um, I think the ads are cleared. They are, at least on my end. Um, Jonathan asked a question that we answered previously. Thank you, Jonathan, about the, the Quaquavel level 100 Pokemon. We sort of answered that earlier. Um, Sword and Buckler, thank you again for the cat question. Uh, Dark Ride Drive has a bunch of questions that I somehow didn't roll randomly um i'm gonna go through this as quickly as i can because a lot of these are uh ideas as well not a question but food for thought the magician thief said they can get the key from kyle at any time the only people with access to permission from kyle to enter his room are ralph sandoran and rose could the magician thief be sandoran probably not or a terror fairy ralph like i said earlier if the magician thief is not a natural fight a fairy type it opens more questions than answers any thoughts daisy huh no <laughs> Cool. Uh, next thing, Dark Ride Drive. More so related to the ending of Arc 4, but after thinking about the appearance of Aaron, it made me think, would Snow and Ralph have still run into each other at some point despite him not being a recruit? Like, they just meet out and uh, out and about, and he decides to join the Bronze Roses because of it. Um, it could be an interesting question. My internal I, idea... I, I thought we touched on this slightly. I feel like we may have. In the Arc 5 Q&A. Maybe. We did, and I think I brought up the fact that this would be a bonus game that I would love to run. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 you did bring that up. Uh, um, the answer is, eh. the answer is wait for that episode, a uh, bonus episode that may or may not happen. But if it does, then it does. Um, uh, Darker tribes. Next question. This is a good one, Rose. This is for you. Uh, what was Rose gonna do if you managed to successfully tackle and pin the MT? Was just going to be questioning of motives and how they got in, or was Rose going to start a battle on their own, <laughs> despite usually straying away from conflict? So at the end, Magician Thief escapes, snap, disappears. Imagine um, you caught them. 
that's a really good question and i could really only give you the answer if i succeeded <laughs> i love that i'm gonna charge into you i don't know what the result's gonna be there was that. no step two to that plan nope step one was I catch think, step two profit <laughs> i think step two was going to just be looking back at everybody and being like see <laughs> see what i mean uh, step fun. one capture magician thief step two turn to kyle no 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 more of step two turn to like Aaron or who was talking about this other person or like oh right because this was in the yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah or like just the general all of the rest of the recruits <laughs> step being, like... two turn to gazebo <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that would have been very funny um question for kyle here if Kyle had seen the magician thief's gestures of like, hey, go go to Tenebris instead of um, instead of uh, to, to Ave and the Frost Riders, would you have still decided to go to the Frost Riders, or would you have chased after the potential recruit? So you didn't see the signs, and therefore decided to stick with the Frost Rider path. Had you yeah. seen the signs, would you have tried to go Tenebris way? Uh, there would have been a slight exchange of looks if the magician thief expressed. Uh, tr like, hey, trust me, do this. I think Kyle would have changed his mind. Uh, if Kyle just like looked at the magician thief questioningly, and the magician thief gave Kyle nothing, I think Kyle might have stuck with the original plan and just been like, and kind of just waved the magician thief off and like, we'll get to you later. We're on our schedule right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, next question: Will the will the crystal type make a return for future battles, and how do you think the battle would have gone without Victini? Uh, so, will the crystal type make a return? I don't know. It exists in this universe now, so now it's a matter of whether or not it'll stick around or if it's a one-time thing. Um, how do you think the battle would have gone without Victini? That's a good question. I ask you guys, because Victini was the big damage dealer being uh, a Pokemon that could beat a crystal type. Had you not had Victini, what would have happened? Had we not had Victini, we wouldn't have been in that situation, is my answer. <laughs> that is That is true. Let's suppose Victini, for whatever reason, couldn't fight. So it's us there with Rotom. It's, it's you. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's you two and Rotom versus Crystal Steelix. Maybe Manaphy's there. Although I'll be honest, Manaphy being a water type wouldn't really. Yeah, help much. no, it's it's Gigi's. <laughs> I mean, Kyle just gave up. <laughs> I think my strategy would have shifted to all right. Kyle's distracting this thing. I'm gonna go around get the gem, and then we're just gonna peace yeah so it would be like, less of a fight and more of a, a uh, puzzle. Uh, like a ticking clock yeah 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 because like there, like unless you nerfed that thing for the absence of victini in the fight no shot yeah i i would not have done that it was it was set regardless of who was showing up yeah so n no shot ggs i would have still tried believe me kyle would have still tried but uh uh, that's that. That's yeah. No. Breezy leaf, go bounce. Oh no! <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I got nothing. That's all I got. Uh, Dark Ride Drive's final question: uh, Will the Red Book segments be making a return, or is that more put in the post game show? Little, it, it's definitely in the post game show. So if you're a Patreon member that has access to the post game show, um, that will definitely be stuff there. I do want to try to bring that back at least, though it, it it if it does come back, it'll be inconsistent. So I can't guarantee anything. Um, but there's still aspects of the Red Book that I could touch on that I haven't yet, so I kind of want to uh, check check that out. Uh, thank you, Dark Ride Drive, for your questions. Let's go through the chat, because they've been talking 
shiny Pokemon, shiny Pokemon. Let's see anything else here? Um, the Magician Thief. Uh, Magician Thief could be a Kecleon with protein. That's very funny. Just a Pokemon with protein as an ability. Um, uh, so, but, but, okay, then. So you, it would be a Pokemon that uses a fairy type move and then stays that way. Well, Kecleon doesn't get, pro right? pro Kecleon gets color change. Kecleon's the opposite ability where it gets oh, okay. hit with a move and becomes that type. Uh, uh, so it runs into, it, it punches a Wigglytuff and then the Wigglytuff gets it and runs away. Back and then goes, yeah. It could also be a, like a Protean or Libero mod, but who gets Protean and Libero? It's just... Uh, is uh, it, what's a Greninja gets one, right? Well, Greninja gets Protean. Um, and Miascarada. Miascarada is the other one that gets it. Um, and Cinderace gets Libero. So, like, a Dark Arts I have saying it's the hidden ability maybe. for Kecleon? Is it? Huh. Didn't know. Didn't know maybe. that. I, I'm, I'm not up to date on my hidden abilities. Uh, um, time to very quickly Google Protean. Um, um, put the not a scratch type chart on Discord. That's a good idea. Um, could you tag me on Discord reminding me? Just tag me in the lockers. Um, and I will try to do that after after the uh, the Q&A is finished. Because I, I need to need to organize it a little bit. Huh. Uh, I did not know that Kecleon got Protean as a hidden ability. Uh, Alright. Um, Eli. We're going through Eli's questions. Uh, Daisy. Why did you choose to play a quote-unquote problem recruit <laughs> who wanted to question everything about the operation instead of just following along and helping however you can? Uh, Why'd you have to be a problem to me, Daisy? Well, so what I will say is a big part of it is the fact that there were specific things that me, the player, did not realize I did not know. <laughs> so that helps, yeah. <laughs> I think my problemness was just because I forgot stuff. <laughs> so I was just. <laughs> mixing up what I knew in game versus what I potentially knew out of game versus what I've seen in game uh, yeah so that that's partially it the other one I think is just slightly an adjustment from the way that I have played games before versus the way that like we interact and, and, and work through this in this game uh, where I am not used always used to like this much improv on it so i'm like working through specific things that could lead to other different things in like a different system of play mm -hmm. that just that, that's not how we play <laughs> yeah so right, right so that that's also part of the problem is just my own personal adjustment to being in the game because uh on top of that, I also don't usually play as a player character. I have been playing tabletop games for like almost 10 years at this point, and I've been a GM the whole time. I usually am very anxious to be a player. I, I That is why I fall into the GM slot a lot. So it, it's a whole mix of things like that. But then also it's, it's kind of just fun to be a little bit of a problem sometimes. <laughs> follow-up question uh, yeah. uh did the initial dynamic between kyle and rose have anything to do with encouraging those character choices Just what do curiosity. you mean initial dynamic like like episode three y yes <laughs> basically that start i think 
Like, did that have any influence on it, or was that already a character decision that you had made, and it just so happened to work out so well for that initial moment of Kyle being like, you don't need to know this. I think that specific moment helped a lot in terms of, like, where I wanted to try and take things, or, or at least after that episode, because that episode revealed a lot of this, like, oh, wait, there's some things I don't know. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. It probably informed a lot of how I played in later episodes, specifically around The Magician Thief, because that was, like, the core I don't trust the Magician Thief stuff. Yeah. Um, but truly, I think as we kept playing, there wasn't much influence of previous stuff. Because <laughs> there were episodes I showed up and I was just a chaos monster. Oh, I mean, of course. Of course. <laughs> and that, I think, influenced a lot more than any specific interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, for me, what would you have done if you rolled a nat 20 instead of a nat 1 for what the other recruits had done in the meeting introducing Rose in episode 1? So a roll, I, I rolled to see what other recruits have basically done while Kyle was doing this endurance travel. I rolled a nat 1. I, I said, and I think this is a quote, I, they didn't do squat. Um, I would have probably done something similar to what, maybe more. Uh, had I rolled a nat 20, I think what I likely would have done, I probably would have given more answers to the test. I think that's effectively it. So I would have told, I would have forced Kyle to make a choice, I think, of like, here are a bunch of things that are going to be solved. Which one of them would you like to see? I don't know what they would be specifically, um, but it would have been like, hey, we know there's a recruit in this location. We're, go we're going to meet up with them. And it'd be relatively close by, but it would be away from where Manaphy needed to go. Because the whole point of Arc 5, the whole point technically of Arc, end of Arc 3, Arc 3's goal was to get to Sindorin and then from Sindorin go to the ocean. Arc 4 was a deviation from the fact that you were supposed to go to the ocean. Arc 5 was getting to the ocean and stopping to pick up somebody along the way. And Arc 6 is you going to the ocean, finally doing the job. So like half the show, yeah. if not more, has been dedicated to getting Manaphy and throwing Manaphy into a body of water, effectively. Um, yep. And so I, what I would have done is just force more distractions, I guess, keeping the Chekhov's gun to refer to something we were talking about earlier. Um, probably been like, hey, there's this big puzzle piece that's close by to where you are, but away from the ocean. Do you want to go see that? There's this thing that's very far away, but might be extremely important. Um, uh, probably would have introduced like a bad guy thing and being like, hey, they're acting up in this location here. They're too much for us because they brought a small army, let's say. Um, More yeah, pirates. I, I would have thrown... Pirates may have shown up again, yeah. Uh, so I, I would have thrown a bunch of things that are happening at once and sort of forced Kyle to make the executive decision. And I guess Rose would have made the decision as well because by that point, they would start to tag along. Um, make the decision like, where are you going? Um, so that sort of would have been it. Uh, what they would have been, it, you would have had to ask me had I rolled the nat 20. So it's hard to say. You wouldn't know unless uh, you actually tackled the magician thief. Yeah, basically, it's that situation all over again. Um, what started or caused the massive amount of anime references around episode 6? Me. Me. That, that's, <laughs> yes. That's legit. Yeah. It's me. It's me. Um, it's the chaotic energy I've been talking about. There was an yeah. episode probably around there where I would not stop talking about One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yep. also we realized or at least I realized that the um, magic items are just the dragon balls 
that was it. I think that's what's that's what really kicked it off there. <laughs> that that, then we that had was episodes one of the big anime reference episodes. Yep, yep. The Dragon Ball is the show. One Piece is the show. Uh, Pokemon is the show. Obviously, we had Yu-Gi-Oh reference. At that point, we were just throwing things out there. Uh, there was definitely a stretch me. of episodes where all of us essentially edited the same episode because it was all just anime references throughout. <laughs> I think I got yeah. two of them. Yeah. yeah, that was a good stretch there. It was just anime reference after anime reference. Um, we've calmed down a little bit. Probably. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, next question. What was in the basement of the mansion? That's a good question. You want me to be? <laughs> you want? To... I thought you were just deep... gonna leave it at. That's a good question. No, no. I'll, I'll talk a little. I'm, I'm not gonna answer the question for multiple reasons. One, they may visit the mansion again, and two, it's about this specific point. When I was building the mansion out loud, like describing the locations, I did not mention the basement. And then I think it might have been Daisy, but I don't exactly remember. One of you guys said basement. And I was confused, but I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it. Maybe there is a basement. And then when it became set in stone, I just decided, you know what? Screw it. There's a basement. <laughs> so what's in the basement? I don't know because I didn't plan for a basement to exist. I had one door that went to an attic where all the items were. And the goal was getting through that door. The and basement y'all said something the about a basement. to the real world. <laughs> y'all said something about a basement. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure. Wait, who said something about a basement? I, one probably of, I, me. One of you guys, probably me. I, I think it might have been yeah. Jay-Z where there's like yeah. there's like a door to the basement. And I'm just like, I I think that just went over my head where we're like, door to the basement. I must have heard it like door to the attic as well. Or just heard that twice. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And then it just started setting a stone like there's a basement. I'm like, where's this basement coming from? I did not build the basement. That's where you wake up in the game version of Not a Scratch. That's the portal from the human world. <laughs> so there's something in that basement. Um, I don't know what it is. But there's something in that basement. Now it's the question is whether or not they'll ever go in it. Um, this is uh, final thing from Dark Ride Drive, or not Dark Ride, sorry, Eli. Um, not not sure exactly where the question is here, but when the magician thief meets with Kyle and Rose in the dream, Rose says that it would have been helpful to know that the magician thief existed because she saw them at the blank mansion. But I thought Rose just saw the black key and that someone took it without actually seeing who took it. I think technically speaking, so technically I don't think Rose saw the magician thief take the key. But I think Rose quickly put two and two together, or maybe just had the magician thief on the mind at that point, and was like, "Yep, they did it." Because uh, I, yeah, I, 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 also, I described it as the key was there, the key is gone. Yeah, I also think I could be misremembering. In that moment, you had like said, "Like, oh, this it's like the person you saw take the key." No, I th- I thought we did check to see if Rose recognized, but them I don't having been there. I don't remember. So I, it could just be a it, that that was said a long time ago and then we forgot. But oh wait, wasn't there also some level of Rose using aura perception to be like, oh wait, this is the mm. person that we didn't recognize in the house. That might have also been it. Um, I thought I thought we did that. We the, did we did we did verify it in some way. I don't remember exactly how, but I remember us verifying that. Yeah. The um the oh, oh my goodness. The main reason for, like, that comment, though, was less exactly about that moment, but more just about, like, look, this person's been coming up, and they've obviously been near us, so, like, <laughs> it would have been helpful to know they were from right the beginning there. that I should be on the lookout for somebody who's, like, watching us. Yeah, slight point of tension there. Yeah. It's fine. Nah, just a... It's water um... under the bridge! It's fine! <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, we're winding down with questions here. Uh, I'm going to go to Ari, who's got a few questions. Uh, Aris Nix. Um, 
this is an interesting question. This is a question that's directed to me. Um, so this during the Discord, they were discussing, okay, because uh, was it Kyle? Kyle picked three people to open the door to test it out before chaos ensued. Um, and so uh, Arisnix asks, while at the Blank Mansion, if north of Magdazone, south of Steelix, and Indy the Famfi had been picked to try the fairy door, could it have opened? And so I will answer this question here. It could have opened. <gasps> Would it have opened? I don't know. <laughs> Unruh, have I mentioned that I hate you today? Uh, I th- maybe earlier, actually. Uh, I don't know. Well, if I haven't mentioned it earlier, I'm going to mention it now. I hate you. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> um, here's a question I will answer. Um, this is a bit of a long one, but it's it's uh, it's a good point that needs to be made. Uh, and I love the detail. So in Arc 5, Episode 14, the requirement for stat-increasing projects a character can do was changed so that it would take two weeks from when they start the project, regardless of whether the character is at a guild or on the road. Kyle started the project with the Battle Hammers to improve his beauty-slash-wisdom, uh, I assume it's one or the other, um, on, or no, beauty because it's is wisdom uh, on July 31st in-game per Episode 14, starting the day after the guild vanished, which was stated in Episode 10 as being July 30th. As of Arc 6, Episode 16, the date was given as August 24th, which means Arc 6 ended on August 25th, well over two weeks since Kyle's project began. So my question yep. is twofold. Has Kyle finished his beauty slash wisdom project, and will he and Rose be starting new projects during Arc 7? Love the question. Love the detail. The answer, first off, is yes. However, I have to jot this down to remind myself that I need to increase your stats. Um, I know I know. in the back of my mind there's been a couple of moments where I was like, let me ask about this, but we never really had an opportunity because there was always something happening. Like this, the start of Arc 7 is going to be the first real downtime that Rose and Kyle have had in like two weeks. Yes, very true. Um, so the project is done. The stat do needs to be increased. Um, new projects will need to be started. And then Darkrai Drive brings up a fantastic idea. Um, uh, good point. I completely forgot about the system. For Arc 7, I feel a good way to change it could be meeting specific requirements, like with mastering a move. For example, talk to X number of NPCs or uh, doing some sort of con- like the actual contest thing and finding some system for towards that so here is an announcement i'm changing it again to actually do something like this i think this is a much better idea than wait days profit so what it is exactly i'm not 100 sure but it'll be slightly easier to know that stats need to increase rather than keeping track of days because i I, I, th- I think this is also a better system because going forward like this system was introduced when we were still very tied to the official guilds and that structure and now we are very disjoint from it in fact like i think at this point moving forward kyle's almost not gonna have any interaction with guilds at all really outside of just stop in lodging move on right because he doesn't have ralph with him he has rose who is uh not part of this exchange program so right right (laughs) I, i i think now that we're gonna be very disjoint from guilds for the majority of the time I like I like this change. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want to get my stats up because my dice uh, they're very ambivalent towards me right now, and uh, the little boost could help. Okay. Uh, so I have tossed in our chat and our, our recording chat a couple of questions because I have to step away for like a couple of minutes. But these are the questions from uh, Crow. Uh, they're talking a lot about Scarlet and Violet stuff that I could theoretically answer and will. Uh, but uh, Mohammed, take over for a quick second. I'm taking over. Why not Because yeah, I know you can. I know you can answer these questions. Oh, oh, there's our chat. Yeah, the, Zen, the Zencaster chat, the the one we never use. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, I think Andrew 
mentioned these questions are from Crow, and if I'm misremembering or if he misspoke, uh, that's on him, not on me. Um, question, do you prefer past or future Paradox Pokemon? Which Paradox Pokemon is your favorite? Um, Daisy, thoughts? Um, let's see. I... I don't know too much about the Paradox Pokemon, other than just like what I saw in the game. So I don't have too strong of opinions on them, but... Um, so you don't know much about the future Paradoxes, right? I mean, sort of. What I'll say is that I'm pretty disappointed in the naming convention of the future ones. Oh, hard agree. Yeah. Um, it's lazy. But then there's a decent chunk of like, like design choices in the past ones that I'm a little iffy on, but I also don't. I don't know. I don't have too much of an opinion on them. They're kind of there. They're things that I'm not going to use mm. really ever. Yeah, that's But fair. I that's find fair. them interesting. Uh, but I also have other specific opinions about <laughs> the whole uh, that's, yeah. Area Zero ending thing you, you of the main you, story of Scarlet Violet that we won't I really feel like, get into. That kind of yeah, affects no, no, no. my opinion. No, no, no. Of course, of course. I feel, I feel like it does very much... It is very much colored by your take on yeah. the story itself. I, guess, I just say, um, I think I think they're a missed opportunity. Mm. I think they're a little bit of a whiff. Interesting. I personally like them more. Um, I like the past ones a lot more than the future ones uh, on a whole. Not just because the names are a little more interesting, but also I think design-wise they're a little more interesting. Like they didn't do too, anything really crazy with the future ones. Yeah. Uh, favorites. Um. Uh. I. I'm raging bolts. The only one that comes to mind right now. I'm not gonna lie. I. I, I don't know what it was before raging bolt, but I saw that thing in the game, and I was just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's uh, funny. Is it? Wait, is it in in the game now? Yeah. Like, is it available? Oh, dang! I haven't played it in a while. So yeah, 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 yeah. I probably need to get I, that. I. Thing. I'm taking raging bolt to a tournament tomorrow, so that's dang. gonna be fun. Um, um, I think yeah. I always forget them. I always forget them all. But the um, I don't know. What, what's the what's the base Pokemon? Oh, all right, you don't have one. Yeah, yeah. I just I guess the I guess the Great Tusk is the only one that mm. is interesting enough to me because it's really the only one that's relevant. <laughs> At least in there, I guess cause... I guess I guess to the story itself, yeah, it's. They're all kind of locked away in the post game, and yeah, if you're not if you're not doing much with it, it's if you're not like really battling with them a lot, it's really just they're there for the decks. Yeah, it, it uh, also it's an ad right now, so the story. I think so. I'll take this moment to be like part of the reason that they're a little underwhelming for me is because they they're supposed to be like the threat of the game, but they're not because there's only the one <laughs> that shows up. That's that's true. Yeah, it's there's a so, lot of scare around. They're supposed to be breaking out of Area Zero, and we never. Yeah, and it's like I found one, and it was big, and then I defeated it. So, okay, I guess these are other cool visually th visual things, but I don't know. Yeah. Hello, um, hello. I don't have the list of. Oh, okay, you're back. Perfect. Um, there we got through the first Scarlet and Violet related question. Um. I don't know if we want to do the second one now during this ad break or not. Um, um, I guess it's not not a scratch related, right? So we can kind of hit it now, right? 
Yeah, we might as well. I mean, the last yeah. one's the only one that's really not scratch related. Well, the last one's not scratch related. The last one we weren't going to answer without you anyways. Uh, but right, the right. second question that we'll answer now is opinions on the treasures of ruin. Love them. Yeah, I like the, I like them a lot. I think it's a very cool uh, way to introduce some Pokemon things. And I also, I really liked the school mechanic of Scarlet and Violet. And that's where a lot of <laughs> that like, plot line yeah. comes from. By playing through it, you can tell that is where they spent the most time, which is why oh. I, I like it. Yeah. So um, that's that's where ninety percent of the creative juices went. Yeah. And I, I like, like the okay, lore these, these are very the cool. They put a lot of effort like into like I like this. the way you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No. Uh, you no. They they put in so much effort into the school thing. I don't know how much of what I said got cut out by my internet being weird. Um, but yeah, uh, the lore of the treasures of ruin and the way that you discover them. Um, both like through the school thing, but then also just like around Paldea too is really cool. Uh, design wise, they all hit, none of them missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like from actual, like th- from the competitive side, they're all also really fun. Um, yeah, uh, no, they, they are fantastic. Unroot has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I, d- I don't, that because the one thing uh, that I did not do in my Violet Scarlet gameplay was going through the school. I just went out to the universe um, and did those things, which, uh, you know, I, I had my own fun. Who needs yeah. classes, he says. Honored, all, all I'm going to say is with the Treasures of Ruin, you're missing out. That's like such a fun little thing. And it's also yeah, a fun yeah. little way to explore Paldea, too, in terms of like unlocking and catching these, uh, the, the Ruinous Quartet. They're, they're really cool. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of those things that, uh, I need to go back and do um, when I go back to the game because it's it's the one that it's the one that and the epilogue are the big things that I have not touched that really needs to happen. Just school in general and then the epilogue. Um, S- school, uh, school, the epilogue are like big things that you haven't done. There's also like the league club, which is also like a big post game thing. But right, yeah, I-, I feel like you'd also enjoy that because you get some fun character interactions out of that. I um, yes, that's you know yeah. Yeah, and then beyond that is like things for like doing your decks, like catching all the legendaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like catching the um, catching the legend treasures of ruin, catching the loyal three, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, f- the the final question that Crow submitted: uh, Are there terrestrialization mechanics that are being developed or plans to introduce terrestrialization mechanics in the game? Would it be a recruits only type of thing? A very good question. Um, it's a good question because I don't know the answer to this. I haven't developed anything as of yet. The possibility exists. I think we did this last Q&A, right? Someone asked about sea crystals. And I was like, well, it could. Maybe, who could? I don't know. Um, I, uh, there's a possibility there. If it is existing, I, I highly doubt I'm going to make it a recruits only thing. That doesn't feel quite right. I guess the, the one explanation you can give for it would be like Terrapagos is a, a legendary, or Terrapagos is a mythical, and therefore mythicals Terapagos give their powers. Is, a is it legend? Okay. Uh, Terrapagos is a legendary, and so because it's a legendary, it gives the powers to other people that are close to legendaries, like um, like the recruits here. That would be the only way I could theoretically do it, but I also don't know if I necessarily want to do it that way, because yeah. like in the games, for example, it's not like Terrapagos needs to be next to you in order to terrestrialize. It's kind of just in existence and boom, the rest of this region has it the same way that uh, what is it Eternatus causes um, Gigantamaxing mm-hmm. and uh, yes, Dynamaxing? Yes, but like the way it's done is 
like with Eternatus, it's through the like Galar particles, right? That are kind of spread throughout Galar. That's what gives the energy. And then in very specific spots where they're very concentrated, you can Dynamax it. That's why they built mm-hmm. the gyms there. Um, in ter- and then like for Paldea, it's a similar thing where because your Terra Orb has like Terra Crystal in it, that's why you can Terrastalize. Right. right, and right. that's and that's why you see, uh, like in areas with overflowing terrestrial energy from underground, that's where like you see the wild Terra Pokemon and Terra Raid crystals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so if I were to like, do it, it would if, be if it w- in that yeah, time. like yeah, if there was like you could introduce like Terra crystals in some way, like some deposit somewhere that could work. But again, that's uh, a, that's that's a you decision. Yeah. Um. All right, let's see here. Uh, I will not, unfortunately, be able to go through all of Intellion Spy's questions. I'm going to go through and see if there are anything that <laughs> I think be here would be for a really while. Interesting so. You say uh, this like we haven't been here for a while. I have sat, sit, stood, lied down, paced around, and sat and stood again <laughs> during this recording. Uh, let's see. Is there anything here that's like really... All right, I'll throw this one out to you, Kyle. A uh, quick, uh, quick uh, random question. Kyle, is your mom, dad, or sister as wise as Ralph's mom? Is there other any sayings like that that uh, your family has? As wise, yes. With quotable wise, probably not. <laughs> um, how does Susie know everything? Because they do. That feels like a good answer, right? Because they're Susie. Next. Yeah, because they're Susie. Um, is Susie Arceus? Probably not. But the chances aren't zero percent. The chances are not zero. Um, With Unruh, it's uh, never a no. Uh, Muhammad, uh, this is a question for you, because I, you, I know your answer to this. Is there a not-a-scratch multiverse? I, well, I mean, listen to Arc 5, Episode 0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. I have to navigate uh, it all the time. <laughs> or what, do you, what do you call the uh, the Adoran region thing, anything? Oh, the, uh, <laughs> what, the Adoran region cinematic universe. There you go. There's the uh, the ARC. The ARC. ARC. <laughs> um, <gasps> uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I know this question was asked in chat earlier, and uh, Intelligence by asks us as well. Real quick, what do you what tips do you have to give to someone who wants to make their own TTRPG? Read a bunch of tabletop games. <laughs> yes, that's a big thing. That's that's my suggestion, but I am not the one creating this one. I've just tried to write others but read a lot makes you you two are people who have created ttrpgs this one's all you guys uh make stuff up if it's wrong that's good because you're one step closer to getting it right and if it's right that's good because you're right truly my suggestion is if this is like if if it's something you want to actually try to get into go to the platform itch.io and look at game jams there are a lot of jams that people put out there for tabletop games they itch also does a lot of like uh indie computer based games things but itch.io there's game jams people will host game jams it'd be like make a game about this thing and just write some stuff on a paper doesn't have to be good throw it in there read a bunch of the other stuff that people put in see what you like try try more and just try 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 that's a thing i need to do more of but i also have (laughs) basically no time for the ideas well yeah of course it it all takes time but But. i mean just to point out something else about like you know doing game jams too it's another way to bounce idea well 
bounce ideas off people it also like you know you'll you'll interact with people in that way and pick people's brains right in the same yeah. way that you get to do here so uh let's see what else we got here uh real quick because it was asked in the chat and i think it's also asked on here uh dm tips daisy uh anything you got uh, as, a, I think, as, as an actual professional dm i think I'll, I'll i'll uh i'll reiterate what i said before but it's ask questions build on the answers play to find out what happens um my that that's not the style of every gm but my personal style what tends to work well ask questions of your players they are there to experience something that they want to enjoy so ask what they're interested in put that in there build off those answers just like that twist them to make them a little interesting put little pitfalls maybe um but then play to find out what happens that's kind of the improv stuff you don't need to know what's going to happen if something interesting happens you can change all of your plans to go a different way yep yep if um, if the if the clock for Tapu Koko is doing something fills up, <laughs> Tapu Koko is gonna do something. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so uh, yeah, biggest piece of advice: uh, do not be afraid to be wrong in in your universe. I I have come into this into this show at least with multiple different ideas of like this is where I expect them to go and I'm ready for it. And then a player will say, you know what, I'm gonna turn right instead of left, and that throws my entire thing out of whack. Um, if that happens. It's not a problem because your players are playing the game and they've made the decision in the game to play the game the way they want to play the game. And it's your job as the game to make sure that there's something that exists on that side. Uh, and with a with a podcast like this, you can always, especially the way that we do it, you can always look backwards to have ideas about things going forward. Um, part of the reason why I like to still edit these episodes and I don't um, like outsource it. Like I've, I've shared it with these, uh, with these two folks uh, just to make my job easier in terms of like things to do um in terms of a workload but if i still want to be an editor on the show partly because editing old episodes gives me ideas for editing or for ideas that i can introduce in newer episodes so um that's the big thing that i think just don't don't worry about being wrong because even when you're wrong you can still be right in some way when it comes to this so we're sort of building off what daisy was saying previously um that last point please, is half the excuse yeah. i still make you name all the episodes i edit <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me still think about it um what do you use to record your podcast and how do they help um i use the microphones i use the laptop i use uh we use zencaster as our recording area of choice it is a paid software there are free versions out there for other things would recommend um finding one that fits your budget so the fact that uh thanks to patreon support uh we're able to afford zencaster because without patreon support then we would be paying out of pocket and it'd be harder to to make episodes so shout out to you guys um and hopefully the content that we produce uh assists in that way um what happened to the history book the history book exists it is uh instead of a history book it is a, a wiki page so shout out to the the folks that's run the not a scratch wiki um that is being steadily updated over time so shout out to all of you uh for making that history book a thing did uh Maha, did they did they mean the actual not a scratch history book or did they mean like the history book Recap uh, history book. That's a good question. Um, we also we also don't do that bit much anymore. The right? history book. We we recap episodes. No, but we don't we don't pull out the history book and read it. We just say what happened. Well, yeah, because we've outsourced that part. That's where the the wiki comes. Oh, in. of course, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. yeah. 
It's constantly updated. You should check that out. You can check out the website, www.notascratchcast.com, which has access to the wiki, um, or just find the wiki itself. Uh, I don't have the link off the top of my head. but Okay, hold on. I'm going to open a, a, a fresh incognito tab because I just want to see if you Google... Uh, yeah, if you Google Not A Scratch Wiki, you'll find it. Perfect. Um, all right, I'm going to run through some of these uh, questions very quickly. Who bombed the train? I, I need to mention it. There you go. That's it. Um, Muhammad, he said the, the thing! I said the thing. Muhammad, why'd you sell the gummy? Um... I plead the fifth. There you go. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, have you done a face reveal? And if so, are you ever going to? On this specific show, no. I generally don't do face reveals. It's not me privacy-wise. It's just me um, not bothering to have a camera and add editing thing. Uh, if you want to see Muhammad's face, you can check out his channel, but you have to subscribe first. Um, Thank you. And... Daisy, I don't. You know can you're... you can play games with me as a professional GM. <laughs> there you go. That's that's it there. Um, so I, I yeah I don't hide my face. I just don't use my face. Um, what else we got here, real quick? Let's see. Uh, what can you tell us about Rotom? Fun fun fella. Probably gonna play a role going forward. Um, what's the best advice you would make to someone? What would what's the best advice you would give to someone making a podcast? Um, don't be afraid to fail. Start. And when you start, start with multiple episodes. Don't start with one. Make sure you have five, six, seven in the Black Vault. And then publish, like what we did, first few days, have four episodes out. Um, because that helps algorithmically. That helps the content-wise. The same thing with like YouTube channels. If you start a YouTube channel, don't start a YouTube channel and just have one video on it. Start a YouTube channel with multiple videos on it. Um, so that when if they go see your content and see that you're actually uh, somebody that's already produced some stuff, then they're more likely to continue watching your videos. So would recommend that there uh, also we do advice podcast wise. I, no I, I the thing i would say podcast wise and this kind of applies to any sort of content creation is uh, if the con if you're making content for the sake of you know making the content and trying to do numbers uh you uh, it, it'll be a much more stressful kind of experience right like like as like make content that you genuinely would enjoy and genuinely would consume um because then it's a it's a win-win right either you've made some fun content that you genuinely enjoyed making and genuinely enjoyed the process of editing and uh reviewing and all that right you'll either actually enjoy it and it won't feel stressful or the flip side is the big dollar sign go burr right so yep yep daisy um podcast advice um it is fun it is time consuming though uh as i always say i do wish i had the time to actually go back and, and boot up two's company again but <laughs> i don't think that'll ever ever go on uh i have ideas for how i wanted to continue that but it's just it's a lot of time but make sure you have fun I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna second that and emphasize that because people think that the biggest roadblocks to doing content things is like equipment or money or like you know any of that no the roadblocks are time energy and motivation yeah. Yeah. those are the roadblocks and like anything you can do to either make those feel like less of a roadblock or to actually remove those as roadblocks is gonna help you out 
which is why like we but we like daisy and i both said make sure it's something fun make sure it's something you enjoy because that that makes those roadblocks seem much less daunting yep yep um final question uh there's there are more uh i apologize and tell you on the spy um that we didn't get to all of your questions but we went through um a bunch of them at the very least so uh shout out to you and maybe i'll save these for a future one um for future for future q a's and stuff like that uh, final question that uh, Intelligent Spy has asked, the chat has asked, and of course I have to credit Fran for being the initial um, initial one for this. What's a question that, uh, I forget how exactly Fran words it, what's a question that you expected to be asked and what's the answer to that? Um, yes. Either of you. Anything you that, thought that, you would be that's asked? That's the way Fran puts it. <sighs> that's really interesting. Anything I thought I would be asked? I mean, while Daisy thinks, I could tell y'all my honest answer. Yeah. Um, Go for it. Which is, uh, I there is a chance that uh, I will uh, I will interrupt for one second. Uh, there is a chance that it was asked as one of the questions that I didn't get to, but I, um, I, I don't think so. But in case, yeah, uh, uttered. I'll fact check you on yours, but my answer is kind of the same as it always is, and is kind of the mo I have anytime I come to my computer to hop on Zencaster with these goons is. I zero expectations <laughs> genuinely like the uh, for me part of the fun of this experience is coming in not knowing what to expect um and so yeah uh, I did not have I I I what did I even do I I filled up my water bottle and I walked over and I sat down to Zencaster and I was like thinking about this Q&A and my thoughts were how am I the first one in this Zencaster ah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I can think of anything. Like y'all asked questions that I was more or less thinking we're going to we're going to show up. I guess maybe No, no, cuz you got questions about why have I been such a goober. <laughs> got questions about One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I expected to get some questions about my uh, script that I've written for for the rest of the show. <laughs> there there is there is something I'm surprised we weren't asked about. I wasn't expecting to, but now thinking about it, it's like hold on, how were we not really asked about this? No one really asked about that mess that was Arc Six episode. What was it? Twenty two, twenty one, whatever the penultimate episode was. No one asked uh, about that. People. People heard us lose our minds over him and had no further questions. Apparently, that's yeah. That, that might be the big my big question is just we asked about the piplup, but it was more of just like what's up with the piplup, not necessarily like like what were y'all doing. I feel yeah, like, like I feel like the point get gets across. <laughs> Which, to be fair, like it's it's not a like it's more of like I'm surprised no one reiterated the question because it's it's pretty self-explanatory we all had zero brain cells yeah yes. well, I guess I, I expected maybe to be asked how many minutes of uh, us laughing did I have to cut right, something like that <laughs> but um, I think the answer less than you think <laughs> from my first pass on that editing it was at oh gosh what what was the full thing it was almost like two and a half three hours right oh right it was a long recording oh my god the first pass went from that mess to like just over 45 minutes and that was like truncating plus like cutting a lot of unnecessary stuff but then i somehow got it down to wherever the heck 
it was. That yeah, not shortest episode of all time, but it's in the bottom five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli, uh, I thought about asking Muhammad how he felt about the Piplup returning, but I didn't know what else to ask about it. Muhammad, how'd you feel about the Piplup returning? It, 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 there was nothing else to ask. It was all laid out on the table, Eli. It was just it, it, it worked out much better. There, there was excitement, and then it just went from there. <laughs> I was so excited that they thought I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, do you know who this Piplup is? And it's like, yeah, I know who this Piplup is. And I was like, I know. I know. <laughs> I realized before uh, anyone else did. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it just mainly questions about the Piplup and um, uh, glad that they came back. Um, the problem is, I've used that button now, so I can't necess- I can't bring the Piplup back to the same effect, right? I can't use that as my "Whoa, audience is happy" card because um, I've used it now. So, no, I the 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 beauty and like the the bittersweet thing about that that episode is uh, we you kind of have to retire him on that. <laughs> as sad as it as sad as it is, like. If 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 Heem never happened, that Piplup can come back anytime. He was so good he had to retire. Otterid, all uh, you had to do was just spell him correctly, and we could have brought him correct. back. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, I, I think that's where we will end this. This is easily the longest QA we've ever done, I think, by a mile. Um This This is the single longest, like uh, this is probably the single longest not a scratch recording we've ever had because we're gonna cross probably, we're, yeah. we're gonna cross the four hour mark here since not from like the start of the stream like from when we started recording before the stream started right right I, we're, are we not over uh we're at three hours 59 minutes and 30 seconds okay yeah we're so we're gonna we're gonna cross over it is what I, is mm-hmm. you know inevitable um, i mean what's but the combined theme plus post show <laughs> Well, yeah, not, we've had not, separate. Okay. We've had days where we've gone this long, but we haven't had a single recording go this yeah. long. Uh, just remember, bringing back Susie will never get old. That's true. Um, cut it in twenty seconds, probably can. Um, I yeah, but this will be the end of the Q and A. Thank you for everyone that has submitted questions. Um, greatly appreciate all of the the, the support this past year ish, six month ish. That was Arc Six. Um, Arc 7 will start eventually. Um, we have not started recording Arc 7, so it's probably going to be at least a couple of weeks for where you'll see this Q&A, the remaining summary episodes, a trailer, if I remember to do that, um, so on and so forth. So um, I will... Um, I, I, I'm not sure if you heard that. Uh, I will, um, I think, close it out here, I think, pretty much. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, and supporting. Any uh, goodbyes you want to say before we goodbye? Uh, I don't know. Any any thanks? Any comments? Thanks, thanks for uh, letting me be here. Yeah, guys. Unfortunately, Daisy's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I'm excited for Arc Seven. I'm excited for where it's gonna go. I have good news. Uh, I'm kind of forced to because otherwise it's gonna be weird. Uh, I'm I'm kind of forced to bring the people back for like at least the first ten minutes. So, because uh, you gotta get oh, the boat back. Right. Continuity. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, just I mean, just we don't have cut. to. I'm not going to drive lie. the boat away. There, there is a. I'll say it here because I don't know. Eh, why not? I, maybe I'll okay, use it. Maybe to I be fair, we actually don't have to see the Piplup because we could just go back to the dock and then just drop off the key, like, right by the house. And it's like, oh, yeah, Piplup, like, uh, Heem's not here. All right. Bye. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
but there is a small part of me that really wants to do this, but it's not a good, it's a funny idea, but I don't think it's a good idea story-wise where we just start off the next episode, like doing a, doing like halfway through the finale. And it's, it's and the entire arc is just, uh, uh, so I guess you're wondering how I got into the situation and <laughs> we just do 19 episodes of that. <laughs> honor it honor it as funny as that would be i don't know if you could pull that off like without telling us where it's like because you'd have to tell us exactly where we end up you could do it in post where we just record an entire arc and then you just manage to finesse everything in post to make it seem like we're doing that also it would cause (laughs) us to be very reckless because then we would have the supposition that we make it to the end. That is true, yeah. That, that would, that would make the assumption me. that you survive. Um, okay, but also, I, when, is the, I, when at any point in this show have I been genuinely fearful for Kyle's safety? Never. Kyle's got it. Kyle's that guy. Yeah, we just started off with the, uh, with the end. It's like, so, you open your eyes and you see yourself in front of Hoopa, who's currently cursing you out for some reason. <laughs> and just go from there. Um because we forgot the spinach dip i think that's a perfect place to end this um that's our that's our closer guys we forgot the spinach dip thank you everyone for listening watching and supporting in any way shape or form that you do i'm gonna go to the ending slide here just to make sure that it's official um appreciate you all for joining us here and uh thank you for joining the q a again uploads will be uh weekly we'll do the summaries the trailer and all that sort of stuff this q a session Um, And then Arc 7 will begin. We'll do a little announcement and everything. So uh, thank you, everyone. If you have any questions, uh, Discord. Join the Discord. It's in the chat. It's right there, actually. You can see it if you're watching Um, or in the description. Uh, For the podcast folks, for the people on Twitch, thank you for listening, watching, and supporting in any way, shape, or form that you do. Uh, I've been been your PM, DM, GM, Andrew himself. That's how I do it. Yeah, I've been Muhammad. I've been Daisy. And... Until next time, everyone. Appreciate you so much. Take care. Goodbye. I was so ready for Otterud to forget how the outro went. I was so ready. I was going (laughs) to pounce on that so hard. Oh, my God. (laughs) So fun.